a good sleeper or a bad sleeper? And when does bad sleep mean something more, like there's a health problem there? Some really interesting sleep research going on these days, including for people who have diseases like Parkinson's. Now with Parkinson's, as you know, mobility during the waking hours is a huge issue. But there's also a condition where people with Parkinson's have mobility, but at night while they sleep. Just tells you how fascinating your brain actually is. Now, for more on this research, we're joined now by Dr. Ronald Postuma, who's a professor of neurology at McGill University. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. This is fascinating. Now, tell us what is going on in the brain that would allow something unusual like that happen with Parkinson's patients while they sleep. Well, probably the first step to say is that this is a, it's just a very unusual feature of Parkinson's. It's associated with Parkinson's, and it actually, the whole condition itself starts many years before. So normally when you or I dream, we're supposed to be paralyzed. We might sort of mumble a little bit. We might twitch a little bit. But people with this disorder uh, called REM sleep behavior disorder actually are capable of acting out their dreams. And so if you're dreaming that you're fighting, you'll make fighting movements. If you're dreaming that you're yelling, you'll yell, and you might have a big conversation with the person that you're dreaming uh, about. Uh, and it turns out, in fact, that this is associated with basically with Parkinson's and related disorders and nothing else. And in fact, is is commonly seen way before you actually show up in the doctor's office with Parkinson's, sometimes a decade or more before you're acting out your dreams, but actually it's your Parkinson's starting. Okay, this is fascinating. So you're saying that even if you're like, well, I don't have Parkinson's, but I do this, that's like a precursor? That's right, exactly. Uh, so you, the, the, as far as you're concerned, you're perfectly fine. Uh, right. But, you know, your spouse is saying, you know, oh, last night, my goodness, you were dreaming, uh, I don't know, whatever you were dreaming, uh, and I could hear you. And, in fact, you even hit me at one point. Um, you know, this is not sleepwalking, which, of course, many, many people do, but this is something that happens to people in their 50s and 60s usually. Uh, and when they do it, it it's usually Parkinson's, uh, in fact. Okay. So can you, what is the difference then between somebody who does sleepwalk versus do this? Well, basically sleep, a little bit of sleep talking and sleep walking. You actually can't walk with this REM sleep behavior disorder. Uh, your, your eyes are closed. So if you, uh, you, if you start to take a few steps, you'll basically just hit the wall or trip over something. And that's as far as you get. Whereas sleepwalkers can even get in cars sometimes and drive them in this sort of half of sleep, half awake state. But this REM sleep behavior disorder, no, it really does feel quite different. They're, they're sort of thrashing around and seem to act out their dreams, but almost never leave the bed. Okay. Is there a way to use this information then, Dr. Pastema, for early diagnosis? Yes. Uh, so uh, we hear this uh, story, uh, you know, it's only discovered, I guess, about 30 years ago. And uh, the, the original doctor who followed these people just started to watch that, you know, oh, my goodness, you just had a sleep problem and, and now you can't move very well or you're having cognitive issues. Uh, and so, in fact, if we make the diagnosis now, uh, we can anticipate that the person has uh, Parkinson's uh, in the future. And unfortunately, we can't do much about it, but we certainly can keep an eye on people. And as they start to develop problems, you know, Parkinson's is pretty treatable. So there are, there are things that we can do to make people's lives better. So is there something about our brains when we sleep that will tell us about other conditions perhaps too? Like, is that something you're going to be looking at? Yes, so there are a few. Uh, you know, sleep problems can be associated. You know, most of the time when we're not sleeping well, for example, with insomnia, it's because we're worried about the, the day next, or, or we've gotten bad habits, or things like this. But you know, if you have a neurodegenerative problem or any neurological problem, that can affect all kinds of aspects of your sleep because sleep is a function of the brain, right? 
So yes, but nothing like this. Uh, REM sleep behavior disorder is really quite unique. So given all of that then, is there even such a thing as normal sleep behavior? A little bit. Yeah, you know, you can, you can, it's normal to mumble a little bit. It's normal to have a few twitches sometimes when you dream and maybe make a couple of moaning noises. What's not normal is being able to yell and scream and thrash around. And actually, that, I, I didn't answer your first question, so let me answer it. So this is one of these really cool things uh, that p- people with Parkinson's disease who sometimes have pretty advanced Parkinson's disease, uh, there were some researchers in France who would bring these patients into the clinic and they could barely talk and they could barely move. And then they would notice that, hold on, they're dreaming and they're yelling articulately and they're thrashing around super fast. And they can't do that one bit in the middle of the, in the, middle of the day, but they can do it when they're sleeping. And it's this interesting thing where you can bypass some of the Parkinson movement problems when you're actually asleep. So that's the other aspect that you were mentioning at the beginning. Uh, yeah, because that, I mean, I can't even imagine what that means for Parkinson's patients is that there's something in your brain that does in some conditions allow you to bypass Parkinson's? It's kind of like that. So I think what's going on in Parkinson's is we have this signal, we have this circuit in our brain and the job of the circuit in the brain is to tell us whether to move a lot or a little bit. Uh, and you need that because if you want to say reach and grab something, you don't want to move too much. You don't want to overshoot. You don't want to flail around. You don't want to move your leg when you mean to move your arm. So we have this whole system that really focuses our movements. And in Parkinson's disease, the, the circuit goes wrong and it's basically telling you don't move. And so you think you're moving. You feel like you're supposed to move. And your brain's, you know, part of your brain's telling your body to move, but there's this big don't move signal. And that signal, apparently, that whole circuit, at least partially, goes to sleep when you go to sleep. And so the circuit's gone, so you can move. You don't move that well. You sort of thrash around a little bit. You wouldn't be able to do very coordinated things, maybe, with your hands in particular, but you can move again. And if only we could find a way to reproduce that when a person is awake, uh, that would be a big advance. Wow. Okay. So what are the next steps with your research then? Really, the most important thing that we're working on is this early stage that we we talked about a little bit earlier. So now we're starting to use some trials of therapies to prevent Parkinson's. We don't have therapies to prevent Parkinson's disease, uh, but we're trying to get them. And so maybe what we need to be doing is identifying these people who are 10 years away from ever getting Parkinson's. And let's try the therapies now that we think might be working. And if they work in those people, well, then we can give them to the Parkinson's patients at the same time and, uh, and maybe prevent prevent them from getting worse. But it's so maybe it's so hard to to treat these conditions when the disease has been in your brain for 10 years. Let's let's start earlier. And that's really the main thing that we want to try to be doing. And there's some studies that are going to be started in the next year trying to do that in the in people with this REMC behavior disorder. Absolutely fascinating. Dr. Postuma, thank you for being with us. A pleasure. Thank you.